Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much for spending time with me in this teaching. I would like to talk about the end time and this doctrine we call eschatology. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you want to teach us. You want to help us to understand your word, and we can please you and we can live a life that is worthy of the gospel, Father. We come to you by faith. We approach your throne of grace in humility and in love. We want to really receive the spiritual food from you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. This is the first lesson about eschatology, and I will continue to teach this lesson. And please come back to listen. Each session in detail. This is not a preaching time. This is a teaching time to educate you about the end time. Eschatology is a doctrine of last things. The word eschatology is derived from the Greek language eschatos. The word eschatos means last, the last thing, and Logos means discourse, or learning, or information. Eschatology covers many subjects, including the intermediate state before the end time, death, the resurrection, the second coming of Jesus Christ, the judgment, and the final destiny of the righteous. Of the true born again believers and the unrighteous, or those who reject to be born again and believe in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, in this whole series of teaching, you're going to learn all these things from the Scripture. I will read many, many scriptures in the Bible in order to explain to you about the end time, about the last things. Today, I would like to start talking about time and eternity. Time and eternity. We are human being, and our life is related to space and time. For example, today is November fourth, year two thousand twenty, and I am in my recording studio at home. I am in this space. I am not in England. I am limited by space, and every year is going by, and I'm getting older. So, time and space really control my life in such a way that I cannot change anything with space and time. But our God is the eternal God. He is not limited. By time at all, he has no beginning, 
and he has no end. He is the God of eternity. No beginning, no end. We have the beginning because we were born into the world at certain time. The Bible mentioned about the eternal God. Let me read many scriptures to show you that God is not controlled or limited by time and space. Psalm 90, verse 2 and verse 4. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth, you mean God, and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Verse 4. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You can see here that before God created the heavens and the earth, the mountains and the things in the universe, He already has existed from eternity, from the past, no beginning. And He is eternal. The time, the date, the year cannot control His presence. 1,000 years for us, in His sight, are like just one day. The Bible called God's many, many names related to His eternal quality or being an eternal God. I will read some scripture for you to see that the scripture describes Him as eternal God. For example, Exodus chapter 3, verses 14 to 15. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Do you notice God called himself, I am who I am. He did not call himself, I was who I was. He did not call himself, I will be who I will be. He called himself in the present tense, I am all the time. He is not controlled by the past and the future. He is the eternal God. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. His name is I Am. He is eternal God. Let's look at another scripture that shows us that God is eternal and He is not limited by time, not limited by space. Revelation chapter 1 verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So He is the beginning of the whole creation. He existed before the creation and He is the one who created everything and make the beginning of the creation, the heaven and the earth. He has no beginning. He existed before all the creation and the end, which means that he's going to be the one who caused the end of this world. And he controls everything. 
He is eternal. Say the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty God. The meaning of this scripture is that God is eternal. Isaiah forty-one verse four. Let's look at another scripture together. God who has performed and done it, calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, am the first, and with the last, I am He. God said that from the beginning, before the creation, He is the first. He is the first means He is the beginning before everything in the creation came into existence. He's the first and the last. Which mean that he is eternal; he has no end. How about man like you and me, human being? God is eternal. God is not limited by time and space. How about man? Man is finite, and man is limited by time and space. Man has the beginning, but man has eternal end. We. Will live for eternity, either in heaven or in hell. But man has the beginning. Man has a time come that he or she comes into existence. Man was created by God for eternity. Even though man has a beginning, but man will exist eternally. So you need to understand this. We all have the beginning. Some of us. Might be born in year nineteen fifty-five, nineteen sixty-seven. That is your beginning. You came into the world in that year, but you will live for eternity. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were placed under a test of their free will. The life of human being on Earth is a time of Probation or a time of test. God gives us free will. All of us, all human being, has the free will, and we can make a decision whether we would obey God or not. And that's what happened to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve had the free will, and they has the right to choose to obey. Or disobey God. That time on this planet Earth is a time of the test. However, they failed to obey God in this probationary period. God graciously gave them, as well as the entire human race, space and time to repent and to be restored to the fellowship with Him. By the atoning sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ, Genesis chapter two verse seventeen say, "But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die." When Adam and Eve sinned against God or rebelled against God, death came into humanity. If Adam and Eve did not sin against God, they will live and go to heaven for eternity as well, and they will not have to face death. 
Genesis chapter 3 verses 1 to 6. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field, which the Lord God has made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? You notice that the devil always raised questions for us to doubt God, to question God, and to rebel against God. And he's still working the same way today. And the woman said to the serpent, You may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Did Eve know the command of the Lord? She knew. She knew what God told her. Verse 4, Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat, now he lied, (laughs) for God knows that is in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. The devil tempted Eve and tried to offer to Eve some good things to her flesh. Position, smartness, and long life, he lied to Eve. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, the lust of the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, this is the pride of life. I want to be wise, I want to be smart, I want to be above other people, the pride of life. She took its fruit and ate. The lust of the flesh want to please the stomach. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Do you notice that Adam and Eve should live a long life and should not have died at all? They should be able to enjoy this planet Earth, but they failed the test. They rebelled against God and did not obey God. And death entered into humanity. What do we learn from this story concerning Adam and Eve, our ancestor? For every human being, there is a lifespan between the birth and the physical death for every son and daughter of Adam and Eve, including you and me. We have a lifespan, the time of birth and the time of physical death. We were born into the world as a sinner. This is the space to repent given to every human being born of Adam's race. God wants everybody to come to repentance during this time and space. After we were born into the world, we have this length of time before we died to repent, to believe in Jesus, to turn to God and walk with God. I did not know God until 1981. I just finishing the medical school. So the first many years of my life, I did not know God. I did not repent. 
but I chose to repent and put my trust in Jesus later on. I'm glad that I did not die before that day. I make a choice to believe in Jesus and repent of my sin. Now the rest of my life, I just walk with God, serve God, and I know I have eternal life in the future after I leave this world. Revelation chapter two verse twenty-one, and I gave her time. God gives us time, all of us on the planet Earth, to repent of her sexual immorality, and she did not repent. God is so long-suffering. Sometimes we make mistake and we make wrong choices and we have been doing wrong thing against God. And God's still patient with us, and He gives us time to repent of our sinful life. I pray that all of you shall repent of your sin every single day. We are living in this lifespan. The time on Earth to repent. You can see that repentance is very important for humanity. In fact, God spoke to me today that you must repent every day, and you need to tell my people in the church to repent, so that we will not end up in the eternal lake of fire or get into into the curse and the problem later on. Second Peter chapter three verses eight to nine. But beloved. Do not forget this one thing: that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So the Lord is unlimited; He is not limited by time and space. And the Lord gives us time. How many days on earth? The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any, including you and me, should. Perish, but that all should come to repentance again. After we were born into this world, God has given us time and space as a time of test to see whether we will be reconciled to Him through Jesus Christ. We repent of our sin and walk with Him faithfully. My brother and sister, I would like to encourage all of you to really live a lifestyle of repentance, obeying God, submitting to God. Serving the Lord and walking with Him faithfully. Start today. Don't wait too long. Every single day is a new day. The Bible says, "Today is the day the Lord has made." Every day you wake up and you choose to repent and obey God. Don't be rebellious. Don't be stubborn. But every day you please the Lord. In fact. No man in the world knows how long his lifespan is. I don't know when I'm gonna die, but I hang on to the scripture. When the Bible says in Psalm chapter ninety-one, "With long life, you shall satisfy me, Lord, and I will enjoy my salvation." So I hope that I will live a long life. But everybody will face the end of this physical life. We have a lifespan. Once this period is over, mortal man like you and me dies, and his period of probation is forever ended. No second chance. That's why we need to wake up every day with repentance and 
having good relationship with God because we don't know we're going to have tomorrow or not. We don't know even we're going to have this evening tonight or not. We live minute by minute in good relationship with God. The eternal state of mankind and the eternal destiny are settled after he or she dies. And after man dies, the eternal state The destiny is unchanged and fixed and unchangeable. You cannot change anything after you die. For this reason, God calls all men to turn away from their sins and accept His redeeming grace in Christ Jesus. Don't procrastinate. Give your life to Jesus as soon as possible. Take serious about Walking with God as soon as possible. Don't waste your time on earth. You have a lifespan here. After you repent of your sin, you are reconciled to God. Now your name is recorded in the book of life and you have the guarantee eternal life. But from that day on, serve the Lord, walk with God faithfully, obeying Him, and you will have eternal rewards in heaven. So, I want to encourage you that all of us are going to face death one day. We have only a certain time on this planet Earth, in the space here, in the Earth. We have limited time and space on Earth. And we all going to die. Death, I'm talking about physical death, is unavoidable, including for me. What is death? Why death? Death is the visible sign of the result of sin. We all were born as sinners, so we all will face physical death. Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. God warned Adam and Eve about rebellion will cause death, physical death. And if we don't repent, we will face also spiritual death as well. Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it, you were taken. For thus you are, and to thus you shall return. Because Adam and Eve disobey God or sin against God. That sin passed into us and all humanity will go back to the dust. This physical body will die one day. No one can avoid it except a few people in the Bible like Elijah. God lifted him out of the earth. So thank God for that. Actually, every time I thought about Elijah, I was thinking, God, I will do my best to please you, not to sin against you, so that maybe I would be the third person that you lifted up out of this earth without physical death. I was just talking to God that way. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world. You see, sin entered the world through Adam. And death through sin. And thus death spread to all men because all sin. 
you can see here that Adam sinned, Adam died. That sin spread to all mankind. Everybody was born with sin, and everybody will die. Death is inevitable because every man was born as a sinner. Hebrews chapter nine verse twenty-seven. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. The Bible says every man, every woman will die one time. No reincarnation. And after that, every man and woman will stand before God and will be judged according to what he or she has done on this earth. Romans chapter five verse twenty-one. So that as sin reigned in death, you can see these two words come together all the time: sin, death. Sin, death. When you sow in sin, when you walk by the flesh, you will reap death, corruption, and destruction. Sin and death come together. And even so, grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Thank God, Jesus took our death, took our sin and curses, and He gave us the grace that when we believe in Him, we can have eternal life. After we died, we don't have to pay for our sin. Death has been the expectation and fear of all nations and people. Right now, with the pandemic of COVID-19, I can see that so many people are so afraid of death. They are in the bondage of the fear of death. I would like to encourage you, as believers, we don't need to be afraid of death at all. Because even we die, we will go to heaven and live eternal life in the heavenly places, in heaven that God prepare a place for us to live there. But we should be led by the Holy Spirit, and we should not do anything wrong that causes us to die too soon. What is death? Okay, sin causes death. Every man sin, and every man shall die. What is death? When the Bible talk about death here, there are two kinds of death: the physical death and spiritual death. Let's talk about physical death first. Physical death is a separation of the spirit and soul from the body. Let's look at the story that Jesus talked here in Luke chapter sixteen, nineteen to twenty-three. There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores on the body, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which. Fell from the rich man's table. So, two men here, Lazarus and the rich man, and you can see the difference between these two. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. Wow, this man Lazarus, his life was miserable. So it was that the beggar died. Talk about death here. He died, and was carried by the angels. To Abraham's bosom. In other words, he went to heaven. He was a believer, even though he was poor. The rich man also died, and was buried, and being in torments in Hades or in hell, he lifted up 
his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. From this scripture, we can make a conclusion. What is death? Death is a separation of man's soul and spirit from the physical body. Death is not cessation or termination of being, but is another gate through which the soul and the spirit of all men must pass through into another world, into the eternal world, either heaven or hell. Lazarus, he is dead. His spirit left his body, and he went up to heaven, and he met Abraham. But the rich man, his spirit left his body, and he went to hell. For man, whether righteous or wicked, is eternity bowed. Every human being has a beginning, but every human being also lives eternally, either in heaven or hell. Although the body of a man returns to the dust, but the real man, the spirit inside, lives on. And the substance of the soul is indissoluble. And therefore, the soul or the spirit is indestructible. You can see in Luke chapter 16, 22 and 23 here, that the spirit and soul of the rich man and Lazarus still existed in heaven and hell. They still can perceive things. They can see things. They can understand things. They can be suffering in hell or they can enjoy life in heaven. So the spirit and soul still there after the physical death. Look at verses 22 and 23 one more time. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. The physical body was buried. And being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. It is very apparent from Luke chapter 16, verses 22 to 23, that both the rich man and the beggar enter another state upon death, a state where the faculties of the mind and the spirit, the soul and the spirit, were active, and a state where sensitivity to torment was real. As a human being, we have three parts, the physical body, the mind, or the soul, that you can perceive things, you can understand things, you can make decisions, and the spirit. When I call you John, I don't call your body. I call your spirit and your soul. Your real person is your spirit. After the physical death, your mind or your soul and your spirit will leave your body. And the spirit and the mind can still perceive and understand and have sensitivity to the torment or the joy in heaven. The torment in hell or the joy in heaven. The scripture teaches us that death is not cessation. The body goes back to the earth from where it came. But the soul is immortal and live on to await 
the resurrection of the dead, which resurrection both the righteous and wicked await for every man and every woman. We're going to learn about the resurrection later on in this series of teaching eschatology. Genesis chapter 3 verse 19. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for dust you are in the physical body, and to dust you shall return. Physical death means our body return to the dust, to the ground. But our spirit and soul will enter into another realm, either heaven or hell, and we're going to live there for eternity. John chapter 5, verses 28 to 29. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good, to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. You can see here that after man dies, his body returns to the ground to be the dust. His spirit and soul will go to another place. If you are the believer, you are the righteous, your spirit and soul will live for eternity in heaven. And one day, the resurrection will happen that God is going to give you a new body, joy with your spirit and soul. But for the ungodly, their spirits and their soul will joy with another body as well. We call the resurrection of condemnation. In conclusion, death is not annihilation. The soul does not cease consciousness and perception, and feeling. Although the body goes back to the dust, the soul and spirit continue to exist for eternity. In conclusion in this teaching, number one, our God, Jehovah, the Father of Jesus Christ, and our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, our God, is not limited by time and space. The, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are eternal from the beginning and never end. They continue. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity will continue for eternity. But for men like you and me, we have the beginning and we are limited in this physical body by time and space. And as long as we live on this earth, we are in the probation period. We need to repent. We need to be reconciled to Jesus so that we will have the eternal life in heaven. But if a man refuses to repent and to believe in Jesus after his probation period or lifespan on earth is over, he will die physically, but his spirit and his soul will enter into the eternal lake of fire. I ask you to choose today. Choose to repent. Choose to be reconciled to God through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Remember this: after you and I died, it's not that we all disappear, and it's over. No, your spirit, your soul, will continue to exist. The big question is: Will you stay eternally in heaven above or hell below? I encourage you to choose the first one. And how you gonna get to heaven? Repent of your sin, be reconciled to God, obey God, walk with God faithfully to the end. Thank you so much. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you're not sure that your eternity is in heaven yet, you're not sure that your name is recorded in the book of life of the Lamb. I would like to ask you to give your life to Jesus and repent of your sin right now. Would you like to do that with me? I will lead you to prayer. I did that in 1981, and I'm so glad I gave my life to the living God, my Father in heaven. He has been so real to me. He has performed many miracles in my life and my family. He has provided for me, protected me, guided me, taken care of me. He is real. And I would like to invite you to become a child of the living God. If you want to do that, why don't you pray with me? Speak to God. Believe in your heart that you are a sinner and you want to repent of your sin. And God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for you to receive your sin, the wages of sin, curses, sickness, poverty. And bad stuff that is caused by sin. You need to believe in Jesus Christ. He was sent by the Father. He's the Son of God, sent into the world to receive our sin onto His body, curses and sickness and poverty and all the bad things that were caused by sin onto His body. And He offered to us salvation, eternal life. But we need to. Repent of our sin and be reconciled to God, and walk with Him by faith. If you want to do that, pray with me. Father in heaven, I admit, Lord, I am a sinner. Please forgive me, Lord, of my sin. I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. I want to be reconciled to you, Lord. Please forgive me, Lord Jesus. You were raised from the dead on the third day. From today on, you are my savior and my Lord. I will repent of my sin every day. I will obey you, walk with you, serve you, please you. And you will take care of me, guide me, provide for me, and protect me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me first. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations! I hope to see you in the second part of this teaching. This is the first part, and next time we're going to learn more about the doctrine. Of eschatology, the doctrine of the last things. God bless you, and may the Lord shower His grace, favor, and good things 
from heaven upon your life and use you to be His witness in this time and generation. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.